Okay, is it recording? I think so. Yeah, it's recording. Okay. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, hello. Um, I am Ray, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I am Anaya. Nice to meet you. Yes, welcome to the mildly unstable podcast. (laughs) And um, we were supposed to. It's seven thirty-seven right now, and we were supposed to start at seven o'clock, and it took me. 37 minutes to figure out how to get more than one mic to record sound that was a nightmare (laughs) that was an absolute nightmare but you did it i did it but i hated it (laughs) that was terrible okay so um we're just gonna the mildly unstable podcast is basically it's just a loose conversation about mental health because that seemed like something that like not a lot of people are doing like i feel like a lot of podcasts when they talk about mental health i'm gonna turn to you a little bit more hang on here we go hello hi i feel like a lot of podcasts that talk about mental health a lot of the time it's very analytical and it's very like oh well this journal and this podcast Mm -hmm. and this article said this and i just thought it would be a good idea to just have a conversation about it because you don't have a lot of podcasts that are just like a casual conversation you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Like especially I've, for teenagers. Especially for teenagers. Because I found podcasts that are like psychologists talking about like studies they've done. And it's like, I don't want to talk about a study. I just want to hear what you have to say about my anxiety. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to know. So um, today we were going to talk a little bit about um, anxiety. Not anxiety. I'm, I'm on the topic of anxiety. Do you see that? Yeah. Um, about mental health in Hello. Hi there. Hi. There's hey. <laughs> there we're in the uh, studio at the college we go to, and Sydney. Uh, and um, there's a radio Rep- show. There's a radio show happening in the studio next to us. So he just waved at us through the window. Very friendly. Very friendly. Very friendly. I think that's Trevor B. Powers. I have no idea who that is. He's the Trevor B. Powers show. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Trevor B. Pa- um, I always well because like when I I have a radio show on Wednesday mornings here. Um, called Rock the Dome because one of the big things about Centenary University is they have a dome, like a, a big golden, golden dome, dome on one of our buildings. Um, it's like right smack in the middle of campus too. Right. It's like the most prominent thing. <laughs> and um, I called my show Rock the Dome because I'm clever. And my dad was a marketing major. So I was like, I could do this. <laughs> I could do this. <laughs> I was like, let me do it. Um, my dad is a marketing manager um, for a subsidiary of... Um, valley bank because if you call them valley national you get punched because it's not valley national anymore <laughs> um but uh i'm gonna lower the mic three because we're not using it um but yeah so um yeah we're gonna talk about mental health and i just wanted to have a casual conversation because me and anaya both have um our own mental health problems yep. are you okay with talking about that yeah okay cool so what <laughs> state your name and your diagnosis no i'm just kidding <laughs> Um, what are you here for? Why are you here? <laughs> well, What's wrong with you? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about why I'm so mildly unstable. Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Let's do well, name dropping. So, Anaya here. I mm-hmm. suffer from bipolar and borderline traits. Mm. It is not fun, let me tell you. Depression, anxiety, and suicide ideation, all that fun stuff. Isn't it great? Isn't it just awesome? It's so amazing. Yeah. I have um, bipolar 2, which is a form of bipolar that is um, not necessarily mood swings. It's a cross between. um, This is how I was explained. This is how it was explained to me. If it's incorrect, I apologize. 
Um, but my bipolar is um, mania and depression. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, do you ever get people who, when you say, oh, manic, they'll be like, whoa. Right. They think like they don't know. Insane. They think you're going to like smash a wall or something and there's right. going to be like a person shaped hole in the wall. It's like, <laughs> no, when I'm manic, I'm me. I'm just louder and happier. And that's literally it. Like a lot of the time when I talk to people and they're like, oh, you're manic? I'm like, yeah, but, like, I'm just really happy and really excited. Like, mania has a really bad context to it sometimes. Because people are like, oh, you're crazy. And it's like, mm, not really. Um, I just have, you know, when I'm manic, I'm just really happy and I'm loud. And some people have apparently um, taken that as aggression. Right. But I'm, I'm the kind of person where, like, I would never hurt anyone. So if I find it, like, I've met people who take it different ways. Mm -hmm. So I've met people who talk about mania and they're like oh so you're just really excited i'm like yeah that's literally it but then there's people who are like oh you're dangerous and it's like i'm not <laughs> that's how people look at me when i say oh i'm bipolar oh mm -hmm. i suffer from borderline they're oh. literally like oh you're crazy yeah. and it's like i'm no and that's not mm -hmm. it it's just you know it's not that i'm crazy it's just that i struggle i have a thing right yeah um from do you ever how does your depression swings work? I call them down swings. How do your down swings work? Because mine so. mine was always like months before I was put I'm on a medication called Latuda. And before I was, I was Were you really? Mm -hmm. Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> um before I was put on um medication, my depression would be months of being depressed, four days of being manic, and then months of being depressed again. See, with me, mine's just anger. Oh, it was anger? Yeah, that, bipolar is different for everyone. Dangerous anger. Yeah, bipolar is different for everyone. Dangerous so. anger. But yeah. there are days where I will be I will be angry for weeks, weeks. And oh, then yeah. And I'll go weeks and I'll just start crying every day. Yeah. And then I'm silent. But when I'm silent, mm -hmm. that's not good. That's, no. that's mm -hmm. not good. Silence no. is never a good thing. Silence is no bueno. No bueno at all. No bueno. So, um, I'm on Muy a... no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a medication called the Invega Sustena. Okay. It's a shot, so it's oh. not a pill. Oh. I get it every month. Oh, my Lanta. I, I can't do shots. They fucking terrify me. I'm not allowed to be on pills anymore. <laughs> they, scare the, they scare the shit out of me, man. I can't do it. I can't do it either, but... I used, to, I used to be really scared. Like, when I was a kid, I had a doctor who was not very tolerant of me <laughs> but i would have um i would freak out when i had to get shots so like to the point where i would run out of the room like i almost ran to the elevators once and i was like nope and then my parents <laughs> my parents had to grab me and be like you need a flu shot and i was and in my head i was like i was i was a little kid but i was like F you no i don't <laughs> i was like i am not getting a flu shot and my parents would they would like hold me down and i was they had like nurses come and hold me down because i would like fight and scream and then eventually like i got a shot as i got older and i was like this is nothing <laughs> i was like why was i freaking out about this and now i'm i'm pretty good at getting shots but i still if i don't have to i don't <laughs> i always say the biggest mental health Mm -hmm. disagree with me if you need to mm -hmm. is self-harm it's a big thing with it's mental a big health. thing with mental health oh yeah Oh, so a big. A lot of people with struggle with mental with um self harm. Personally, me, I struggle with it. I I'm clean now. Yeah, I'm clean. With it. I'm clean. I experienced it a little bit um in middle school and high school, but I was being se I was severely bullied. 
um, through most of my education. So I turned on myself and I was like, well, they're bullying me because I'm a bad person. And I, I was never, it was never like, like, I know some people go really deep. It was always on the surface for me. I used to just like scratch. So it would be there for like three days and then it was gone. Like I never, I never got really deep into it. You know what I mean? Huh. I did. Do you see that? Yeah. Ridiculous. But. Yeah. It's, but you know, I, I always say that scars are just proof that you survived something. You know what I mean? Like if you have scars, I, I there's nothing, that's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm proud of mine. Yeah. I'm not, Okay. It sounds weird. It's when not I say like I'm you're like, yeah, I have, I have scars. It's, it's like, no, like, like yeah. I survived this. You know, I haven't this done that. This is what I went through. It's been a good three years for me. Next week makes a year for me. Nice. Yeah, it's been a long time because when I was a uh, sophomore in high school, um, I was very depressed to a point. I was I was in a program for it because I was so depressed. I was in another program. I was in a the high school hospitalization program. It was called. It was a PHP which is a po partial hospitalization yeah. program, which is like a day program. It, it was kind of like a daycare almost for mental health. Pretty much. Um, I was out of school for a while and we did school and it was so funny because when I got back to school, you could just hear the Trevor Power show in the <laughs> background. Hey Trevor, how you doing? Um, but um, when I got back to school, I had been gone for a couple weeks and then, and I was in the outpatient, so that was after school. Yeah. Um. So I would leave school early, which my Spanish teacher, who I had ninth period, was pissed. Oh my god, she like cornered me once, and she was like, "Why are you leaving my class early?" And I told her I was like, and I like panicked, so I told her I was like, "I'm in a program for my mental health," and she thought I was like bullshitting her, like she literally thought I was lying, and I was like, "No, like I'm depressed." <laughs> um. Yeah, but um, that was a big thing for me was yeah. I stopped after I got out of that program because um, I just, I didn't, I saw things differently and I saw that not everything was me being a terrible person. And then after a while, it just stopped being an option. You know what I mean? Like I just stopped doing it and it just like the thought doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Like when I'm really upset, I don't even think about it. Snapchat, who are you texting? <laughs> my mom goes, we're here. <laughs> oh sh Oh boy. It's okay. Okay. Oh and fun. Eight. Okay. Just tell her we started thirty-seven minutes late. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even realize that your parents were picking you up tonight. I she you originally going... was going to come tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. She came tonight. She can wait. Yeah. She has all day. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, mental. We uh, probably like another forty-five minutes. We're gonna go for about an hour. Um. But uh, mental health is weird because it's different for everyone. Like, everyone experiences mental illness differently. You know what I mean? I know when I experienced it, I, I've been bullied all my life. Uh, all my same. life. Yeah. And I've always, I'm plus sized, so I've been bullied for being fat most of my life. Um, did you have, like, a lot of the time with mental health, I had people that I would go to. You know what I mean? Like, in a See, support system. At first, I didn't really have that. Because with yeah. my parents, you know, like, oh, just toughen up. You'll be okay. Yeah, some Everyone people have that attitude. So I'm I just like, fix the mic and you can hear me so much better. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, this is what I'm going through. I need help. And, you know, they didn't really believe in it. There that. we go. Yeah. So, I was alone. Yeah. So, you know, how I did that is mm -hmm. I was self-harmed. 
Yeah. When I would be bullied in school, I would go in the bathroom. I would self-harm. Yeah. But then, like, you had a Spanish teacher. My Spanish teacher was the complete opposite. Went to her for everything. Yeah. So, in high school, so in middle school, my support system, um, we were going to talk about social media, but we can get into that later. Um, Support system for me in middle school was I had um, a really cool guidance counselor my last two years in middle school. My middle school was six through eight Mm -hmm. because the elementary school was K through five. Um, So I remember in middle school, and I'm going to name drop here because I love them. I can't think of good good enough things to say. I had three teachers in middle school. I was in a club called Rock School, and we did covers of rock songs. And it was the greatest thing. Like, we did live performances. We were a cover band. And we called ourselves the KVB Project. (laughs) Because my the three teachers that were in charge of it were Mr. Klein, Mr. Bukowski, and Mr. Vigiletti. My three favorite people in that school were those teachers. And they were the greatest. Like, sixth grade was hard. Um, And I remember, like, I was in... We called him Vig, Vigiletti. Um, I was in Vig's um, classroom once, and he was like, how you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of being bullied. And he just sat and talked to me for a little while about it. And he was like, yeah, like, bullying, like, middle school sucks for everyone. And it f- made me feel better because I was like, oh, so I'm not alone. And then seventh grade happened, and um, I was being bullied really badly. And I was being, um, was considered conditioning. I was, um... There were these girls that were getting me to apologize after Mm -hmm. everything I said. And so that's why I I do that sometimes. But um, it, like, triggered something in me. And I have generalized anxiety disorder. So um, GAD would make me have panic attacks at random. So I had a week where I had a panic attack every day. And it was the worst. And I would have them randomly. And I found out that I had a lot of triggers in my middle school. And one of the triggers was recess because I didn't have that many friends. I had one friend at the time who I was really close with, who I'm still friends with now, my friend Brianna. And um, I was having panic attacks. So I stopped going to recess and I would sit in the library. And one day, (laughs) Mr. Bukowski, he was my uh, history teacher that year coolest history teacher ever like (laughs) the coolest like i think at one point he said all right kids i'm gonna learn you a thing or two and then he played we didn't start the fire by billy joel which is just him like listing off things from like 40 years of history um and he was just the coolest like when we were talking about like people um during the war he taught us he played um fortunate son by credence clearwater revival Mm -hmm. ccr and he was talking about like how rich people got out of the draft and um how the non the people who weren't like fortunate sons had to fight in the war and he played us that song and i thought that was cool um but he came up to me in the library one day he was like i see you every day why don't you go out to recess and i was straight up with him i was like i've been having anxiety attacks he was like oh so he started coming to the library during recess and sit with me and we would just bullshit and talk about life and it was like my favorite thing because i had someone to talk to and he was super supportive. He was like, yeah, like, anxiety is really hard. Um, he was just awesome about it. He was really cool. And then eighth grade, I had Mr. Klein. He was my eighth grade English teacher. Okay. The dude's insane. <laughs> but he's the greatest person ever. Like, it's really funny because um, he used to do this thing where he would, so he talked, he talked like this and he would call us hooligans. 
Hooligans. Hooligans. <laughs> Silence. I'll destroy you. Like, this is stuff he used to say. Um, and I have friends that I've, like, we just impersonate him all the time. Um, are you guys being hooligans? Like, that's how he used to talk. <laughs> Unironically, too. Like, he used to just talk like that. And um, he was, he used to do this thing where he would climb on top of the desks. And he would teach. I had a teacher he was like teach that. From him. Did you ever see Dead Poets Society? No. Robin Williams' character in Dead Poets Society would do that. He would teach on top of the desk, and he would say, "Oh, captain, my captain." It was like a whole part of the movie, and it was like a <laughs> thing. Like at the end of the movie. Oh, I'm not going to reveal that. That's a spoiler. <laughs> As if it's a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, at the end, "Oh, captain, my captain" comes into play quite a bit, and so he climbed up on the desk and he went, "Oh, captain, my captain," and I was like my dude i'm the only one that gets that reference <laughs> um but he he used to teach from up there and he was really cool and um, i had a really hard time eighth grade because i was um what did i hit oh we're good i was struggling with uh self-identity because i was trying to figure out who i was um who i was friends with who i liked stuff like that, who i didn't like that's stuff like trouble that with that um but it was it was it was interesting because um i was having a hard time and one day i went in to ask him a question during recess because i was still having panic attacks and i wasn't i didn't really know how to deal with them yet because i was so new to them so i was just avoiding them at all costs um so i went into his room during recess one day and i started talking to him uh, i asked him a question about a thing and then i said oh by the way i like mentioned um I had known him for three years at that point because he I had been in rock school since sixth grade mm -hmm. and he was always super cool. So I said, oh, by the way, I have an idea for a song we could do for rock school. And we talked about it. And then he was like, oh, you sh do you want to get to recess? And I was like, uh, I kind of hate recess. And he was like, why? And I explained, I was like, well, I've been having anxiety attacks. Um, I've been having panic attacks since last year. Um, and I have them a lot when I'm at recess. And he was like, oh, well, if you want during your recess, you could just come hang out here and i was like really and he was like yeah you could just come we could just come and chill and we just like hung out in his room and talked for like a majority of the year like that guy knows a lot about me purely because i opened up to him a lot talking to him in eighth grade because i was having a hard time i was dealing with i was untreated bipolar i thought it was just normal depression but it wasn't because i didn't know um the difference between just being normal happy and having mania because i was yeah. so unhappy all the time i thought the mania days were just me being fine you know what i mean so he was cool um and rock school i missed so much because it was just so much fun and i listen to classic rock like that's one of my favorite genres um the horizon that's good yeah <laughs> um but in high school um my depression got really bad and um I ended up turning to my band director and he called me out one night after a rehearsal. He was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he was like, okay, but you're literally not. And I was like, you right. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I was like, you right. I'm not doing so great. And, I'm fine. Um, it's like the worst two words you can say. Yeah. And you're not fine. <laughs> yeah. You're literally, if, if a girl seems, or a boy. If they are moping around all the time and you say, hey, are you okay? And they say, I'm fine. They're not fine. <laughs> They're literally not <laughs> fine. And it was bad because I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he was like, bullshit. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but that was stressful.
for me. I remember that being really hard because I had no idea what I was doing. I hadn't really, my depression had gotten so much worse. And I was like, well, this is great. Um, so he got me through it. And then sophomore year of high school was when my depression got really bad because I had trauma with a guy and I'm not going to get into it, but, um, me too. <laughs> um, but I had trauma with a guy and that triggered trauma can trigger bipolar disorder to get worse. Mm -hmm. And especially because it was untreated. So all of a sudden my world came crashing down around me and And, uh, Trevor just opened the door and, um, everything got worse. And I was, I talk about this. I'm pretty open about it. I was, um, definitely suicidal my sophomore year of high school for a good couple of months. And, um, I told my band director, I was like, listen, like, I think I'm suicidal. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I was sitting in his office for like an hour and a half just crying. And he was like trying to talk me out of it. And I was like, and he said, he, he said, um, I mean, he was, he was just saying everything in the book. I don't know if he meant it, but he said, um, suicide is selfish. And I looked him in the eye, said, I don't care, and just broke down crying. And I never really cried in front of him that much. Um, and he was like, yeah, you need to get help. So I started talking to the student assistance coordinator at my school. Her name was Miss Mapp, and she was awesome. There were days I would just be in her office for, like, an hour and a half, just, like, hanging out. She had a thing for giraffes. So she would just have, like, stuffed giraffes all over her office. That was cool. Um, yeah, but uh, I had such a strong support system in high school. It was insane. And I needed it because I was going through such a hard time. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that were involved with it. But my band director saved my life because I didn't... If I hadn't had him to tell, I don't know wh where I would have been because I didn't... I told him when it got really bad mm -hmm. and if I hadn't had him to tell I don't know what would have happened like probably something really bad um so he was a big person in high school like I went to him for everything like dating advice <laughs> and family advice like when I was having problems at home like my mom and I used to fight all the time but we're super awesome now um but we used to fight because we're the same person so we would butt heads all the time mm -hmm. um so we used to fight all the time, but, um, I would complain to him all the time. I'd be like, me and my mom got in this fight last night and I feel like shit. And he would just be like, well, what was it about? And we were just like, and I was like, well, I didn't do this. And I'd be like, so why didn't you do that? And I was like, shut up, Batiz. <laughs> so yeah, we used to, I used to just talk, talk to him about a lot of stuff. His office was a safe place for me. The band room itself was a safe place for me. How was your support system? Like, did you ever have somebody who was, like, a major support for you? Um. Family, teachers? When I went through my, my in high school, you yeah. know, it was really bad. I was in and out of hospitals. I was yeah. in and out of programs. Mm -hmm. Um, recently, during the summer, this summer passed, I was back in the hospital. Yeah. So, you know. Well, relapse is a part of recovery. Yeah. So, I was just like, you know, it's it's been really hard. Yeah. But I would say... My biggest support, mm -hmm. my dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is is your dog an ESA? An emotional support animal? Um, or, uh, no. Does she just act as one? Just act as one. She's not like... Literally, when I'm crying, he will come over mm -hmm. and lay right there. Oh, Literally, I, lay right I always there. wanted a dog, but my dad's allergic to dogs. And one of them was going to have to sleep in the shed. And if <laughs> I got a dog, it was going to be my dad sleeping in the shed. Right. Like, screw that. But, um... <laughs> 
as yeah. I've gotten my junior year, my junior year was my worst. Freshman yeah. and junior year was horrible. Yeah, freshman year is hard for everybody though, especially if you have mental illness, because you're like adjusting to a new school, so that's always hard. Change is always hard, especially was, for bipolar. I was in a school with three thousand other kids. Did you go? Whoa, that's a lot of people. A lot of people. Did was, you go to a regional school? No, I went to a public school in West Orange. Really? Rebuilding. I, I don't even. It was a big school. Jeez, I don't even know how many people I went to school with. I don't think it was three thousand. It might have been. Oh, it might have been. No, I think it was less than that because we had two high schools in my town. Before I went to my therapeutic school, mm -hmm. there were six hundred freshmen. Wow, we had um, three hundred in our graduating class. <laughs> graduating high school there was 13 of us <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah. no i would say as i've gotten older my parents became an amazing support because yeah. i guess they finally knew mm -hmm. you know this is what my daughter is this going is, this is some, this is this is some real shit. she's back in the hospital yeah this is real shit. oh my god what am i gonna do i really need to step it up you yeah know? this is legit so you know my parents became a great support i'm still I'm de I definitely still go through it. I'm not even going to say I'm 100% yeah. good because I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'll be bullshitting if I said I was good. I'm oh, not. yeah. So, For sure. you know, I definitely do have my days where I don't come out my dorm, where I, I, I stay in there. I cry some nights, but then there are days where I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I want to be outside today. And there are mm -hmm. days where I'm just like, you know, leave me the hell alone. I don't want to talk to yeah. you. Yeah. Do you now we both had roommates move out. Yeah. And I don't have any bad blood with my roommate. Um, And I don't think you do either. But um, how do you like um, living on your own now? Do you like it? Or is it harder for you now because you're by yourself? Well, um, I definitely do like having the space. Yeah, me too. I definitely <laughs> like having the space. Yeah. But it can get a little lonely sometimes. Especially because, sometimes, you know, yeah. me and my roommate did hang out a lot. Yeah. Excuse me. It can be hard. Um, for me, I actually realized I like having my own space. And I didn't know that. And it was really funny. Um... I got a beanbag chair after she moved out, and it's, like, one of my favorite things I own, which is really <laughs> funny. My top three favorite things that I own are my car, my fish mushu, and my beanbag chair. <laughs> um, but I realized I liked having the space, and it was cool because I have an extra bed, and I have my two best friends who have come and visit a lot so they've my slept over be coming too. yeah they've slept over Keep a couple of around. times and they have the extra bed and my friend um one friend keeps a bunch of blanks and blankets in my closet um and my one friend keeps a cot <laughs> in <laughs> one of my drawers because when he sleeps over you're like he's sleeping on the floor and i was like well don't do that um but yeah so my two best friends from home have come to visit pretty often yeah, my best friend will come sometime. She'll actually be up here, I think, next Thursday. Because oh, homecoming okay. is next Thursday. She oh, really nice. wants to do my hair. So nice, yeah. Be... I'm actually pretty excited for that. I th I, I'm debating on going. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, I bought a dress. I went, I went, I went on tour. I com. I, I, I'm indifferent. Uh, I do it when I feel like it. Um, but I bought a dress from Torrid. And I'm actually really excited because it was I love on sale. Torrid. It was on sale. Torrid's Ready? the best. Torrid? Torrid? Things from Torrid. This I got from Torrid, the leggings. But this shirt, I actually, it's a weird story. Um, I went to this place called Colonial uh, Historic Smithville. Mm -hmm. And it's in South Jersey. Um, kind of, it's not, it's kind of close to um, Atlantic City. Um, we live, we're from New Jersey. Um, but it's kind of close to Atlantic City. And um, it was crazy because they had this, like, not craft fair, but they had like a little village 
and it was it was the weirdest thing. I like there was a barn that had been made into like a bed and breakfast, and it was crazy. I remember going there a couple of times, and I loved it. Um, but there was this like indie rock like guy who had like all these shirts, and I I'm wearing a Led Zeppelin T-shirt right now, and I got it there, and it still fits me, <laughs> and that makes me so happy because <laughs> I got it a long time ago, and. I was pretty happy about that, but, um... I like clothes. Clothes are nice. Clothes are great. And you need to wear them. Perfume is even better, though. When I'm depressed, I shop for perfume. I've never been a perfume person. I just bottle. recently... I just recently started enjoying scented hand sanitizer. And I have a little one from Bath & Body Works on my... Bath & Body um, Works is my store. Yeah, I have a little one, the vanilla buttercream. I got it. Um, sounds it's, like it smells good. It smells like a cupcake. It's pretty good. I think I have it... Where's my backpack? I have it in my backpack. Do you want some? Maybe. maybe. We'll maybe. talk about it after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But it was it was wild. Um, the Smithville place. It was really cool. Um, but let's actually... I want to talk about the topic that we, <laughs> that we were originally <laughs> going to talk about now a half hour in. Um, how do you think mental health shows up in social media? Because I'm on, I'm part of this sub part of Twitter called Stan Twitter, which is like just a lot of fan accounts who stan, which is like just being a major fan of something. Um, and I'm part of this Twitter and I found that a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people tweet that they talk about their mental health on Twitter because family's not on Twitter and it's they feel it's the only place they can talk about it. Well, social media is definitely a place where, you know, if you can't talk to family, some people, I've, I've had friends who, you know, go on Instagram or yeah. Snapchat mm -hmm. saying, oh my God, I'm feeling like this. There's someone yeah. feeling the exact same way. If you go on social media, you're going to find someone who's having a bad day just who's like you are. Going through what you're going through. Yeah. Experiencing are those your real nails? No, under them. Oh my god, I was about to freak out. My nails were long at Holy this point. Holy shit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I met a lot of people who were like, I talk about my mental health on social media because it's the only place I can talk about it. And that makes me feel kind of sad because, like, I've had safe places to talk about my mental health. And it sucks that, like, they have to go on the internet and talk to strangers about it because they don't have anybody to talk about it in their real life. Like, I know people who go on Twitter and they talk about, like, oh, you know, I have an eating disorder or I have bipolar disorder or I have BPD um, or I have panic attacks. And they talk about it and they're just like, and then I saw somebody tweet, they had a thread about, like, how they were, their mental health was getting worse. Mm -hmm. And um, then they tweet, the, the end of the thread was, sorry to be such a downer on social media this is the only place i can safely talk about this and that sucks because like i have such a supportive family like as soon as my family heard that i was struggling with my mental health they were like let's do what we need to do to fix this you know what i mean when i was being bullied i've been in therapy since i was thir in third grade because i was being bullied my parents have always had that attitude of like whatever they've always said to me our main job is to make sure you're happy so if you're not happy we're gonna fix it them and my me and my sister 
have the most supportive parents ever. Like, they're always like, if your mental health is not good, you tell us and we'll find ways to fix it. We'll do what we need to do. And they've always been so supportive. So it makes me sad when I see people on the internet who are like, oh, you know, I can't talk about it with anybody. I, you know, it's not safe for me to talk about. Like, I had a friend who, um, she was depressed and she was like, I was like, well, why don't you tell your mom? And she was like, my mom doesn't believe in mental illness. And I was like, my what? mom didn't either. Yeah. She said she was like, my mom doesn't think mental illness is a thing. And I was like, oh, so I became a big support system for her because she said that her mom wouldn't listen to her. Like she told her mom, she was like, mom, I think I'm depressed. And her mom was like, you're fine. She was like, you're, you're fine. You're going to be fine. You're not depressed. And she was like, like I am. <laughs> um, so it, it, it always kind of makes me sad when I see that people can't talk about mental health. Like, how did you talk to your parents about it if your mom thought it wasn't like a thing? Well, at first, my first, I mean, I'm talking comfortable talking about this because I can. Yeah. Uh, my freshman year, I had an attempt. Mm -hmm. It was my first one. Yeah. The day of, mm -hmm. it was a really bad snowstorm. Yeah. And my mom needed help shoveling. Mm -hmm. I was too depressed to go outside. Yeah. Because obviously that was the day of my attempt. You know, yeah, I was there's, already, there's days where I'm too I depressed to get out of there. bed. Yeah. And she made a comment. Yeah, you were in that place. I was in a place and mm -hmm. she made a comment. And I was just like, be careful. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, you should be helping me. And then left. Yeah. So, obviously, to me, that was like... That became... That was like, you know, okay, this that is it. That fueled the fire. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, that fueled the fire. And that day, four years later, mm -hmm. is still really blurry to me. Yeah. But, you know, I haven't brought it up to my mom yet, but talking to her about it now, she's just like, you know, you can talk to me. I'm your support. You can always talk to me. Mm -hmm. That's how she is now. Before, she was saying... Well, she probably wants it. to make up for it. You know, I, it, don't, I don't even know if she thinks about it. Yeah, well, it almost sucks that sometimes the way that people become serious about mental health is when there's a suicide attempt. And that's when they're like, oh, this is legit. Like, this is real. And that sucks. And thankfully, I never got to that point. I never attempted. I never got to the point I was passively suicidal for a long time, which is when you have the thought of, like, I want to die, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um that's flashing sorry there's a thing that's flashing in front of me <laughs> i got distracted um but my thought i i have a blog on medium.com um shameless self promo um medium.com slash flaming underscore hearts i think um that's my blog but i wrote about it um i was talking about how my diagnosis is the best thing that ever happened to me and i was saying um that I had the thought of, I want to die, but I'm not going to hurt myself. I want to die, I'm not going to hurt myself. I want to die, I'm not going to hurt myself. And then, this was sophomore year, and then all of a sudden I had the thought of, but, like, what if I did? And then that was, like, the turning point. That's when I, like, stepped back, and I was like, this has gone too far. Because I wasn't, I was, I wasn't suicidal the entire time I was depressed sophomore year, but... I was suicidal for a good part of it. Um, I had that thought and I was like, it had been a good four months that I was feeling I want to die, but I'm not going to hurt myself. 
And then I had that thought of, but what if I did? And I was like, I have to tell someone. So I went to my band director's office and I told him, and that's when I broke down in his office and we had that conversation. Um, and it was crazy. And the whole next couple of months were a whirlwind because I was in a program and I had a change in friend group where I lost a lot of friends. Um, and it, it was a weird time. And, but like my parents took it seriously without an attempt, mm -hmm. which I'm so lucky to have. Like, I mean, my mom's a guidance counselor, so it makes sense that she would be understanding of mental health. And, um, there's a couple of mental illness on my dad's side of the family, like anxiety runs on my dad's side of the family. Um, but it was, it was, it was crazy. And, you know, it, it was, it was just, I was lucky enough that I never got to the point where there was an attempt. And I was lucky enough that my parents took it seriously without, not needing, but without there being an attempt. They were like, all right, you're feeling this way, let's fix it. So I know a lot of people, but I know a lot of people who say like, yeah, my parents took my mental illness seriously after I attempted. And my attempt actually, because my mom, my dad and my stepmom, they mm. weren't getting along at the time. Yeah. So Which I is always tough say for anyone. It's sad how my me almost not being here mm -hmm. brought everybody together. It's crazy. I I'm I've talked about this a couple of times with you. I think I told you about what happened. Um I lost a cousin to suicide in June and um I thought my family was gonna fall apart. I thought my I was like this is it. I'm stereotypical Italian family. I'm very close with all my cousins, all my aunts, my uncles. And I was like, my family is going to fall apart. This is going to be the end of my family. And it was the exact opposite. It's crazy how something like that can bring your family together. Because I, we spent the entire week at my aunt's house. And it was crazy. That whole week is a blur. Prom is somewhere in the middle of there. Um, which I went to with advice from my family. Um, cause I didn't want to go. I didn't even, I was like, I'm not going to prom. I was like, I just had a tragedy. I'm not going to prom. It was, it, it was the night of the wake. And I was like, I can't go to prom. And everybody was like, you're going to prom <laughs> somehow. Like, I find it crazy that they wanted me to go to prom, but not just that. Um, when I was leaving for college, um, my aunt, um, my cousin's mom, um, had made me this big basket of toiletries like she got me shampoo conditioner a hairbrush hair tie q-tips a new toothbrush toothpaste um dry shampoo like she got me all this stuff mm -hmm. and I literally like it was insane to me that she had been through such a tragedy and she still had the ability to be one of the best people I know and I thought that was insane. And I got home that day. And I also had a haircut that day because my aunt's a hairdresser. And I had a haircut. And it was insane because she got me these two giant baskets of snacks, which I still haven't finished. There was <laughs> so many snacks. This was like August. And there was so many snacks. That there's snacks. I still haven't finished it. There's still big baskets of snacks in my door. Um... But, you know, it really brought my family together, which is, it's sad that that's how we got even closer, but it means a lot to me that my family didn't fall apart, that we got closer. 
and we started leaning on each other more and you know any problems I had with my mom started going away because we were like well we've been through the worst you know like we've been through a tragedy together like life is short we shouldn't be fighting and now my mom and I are super close I think you know we stopped butting heads when I moved out not moved out when I started school um because we're not breathing down each other's necks all the time yeah. and distance can be good um but it really brought my family together and I'm and it's I still have days where I can't get out of bed because I'm so sad that I lost my cousin. But there's more days where I'm kind of like, you know, at least I had him. You know what I mean? At least I grew up having him and being able to talk to him about stuff. Like he was, oh my God, he was the life of the party. He was the That's funniest. Funny. That's how I like to think about it because he... Like, when I was on my depression, he was cheering me up. Like, he was, he, we were always talking. He was just such a great, like, he could make anyone happy. Like, without even trying. He was just the best person ever. Um, and, you know, that's how I think about it. I think about, well, I had really good moments with him. Um, you know, at least I had that. You know what I mean? And that always was such a big deal to me was that I had him. For, at least you have the good memories. At least I have the good memories. At least they're not all just sad. Because that's how I felt when I was a freshman when everything was happening. I yeah. told you my sister died. Yeah. And, you know, that was the worst thing of my yeah. absolute Worst thing that ever happened to me was losing my cousin. ever happened. So, you know. Yeah. She was amazing. Mm -hmm. She was amazing. And yeah. before she died, we haven't spoken in a year. Because yeah. I was so resentful towards her for snitching on me on a post that i posted on facebook to my father yeah little things like that you little gotta let things. go because you never know what life is happened. short life is really short and to this day i regret it because i regret not texting her back the last text message she sent to me i don't know if you're still there i don't know if you're mad at me but i'm always going to be here for you and then that was it yeah so you know that hit home that hit that yeah. hit me it can be hard but you know it's really hard tragedy is is hard and I had never dealt with grief before, so I, I'm still kind. Of, I'm still going through it. I still have days. Four years later, I'm still. Yeah, I. In I and the this is stage. this was you know it's October now. This was what four months ago, so I still have days where I'm like, well, my life sucks, <laughs> and I and then there's other days where I'm like, you know, I have a picture of him on my desk, and sometimes I get really sad and I miss him a lot, and other days I'm like, I realize like that he would want me to be happy. Because he was the kind of person where, like, if he knew that I was, like, moping, and not moping, but I was, gr not, I was grieving, and that there were days I didn't want to leave my bed because I was so depressed, he would be like, dude, what the f*** are you doing? Get out of bed. Live your, right. live your life. What are you doing? And he was, like, that kind of person. Where he was like, no, dude, like, go do something. <laughs> like, don't just sit in bed. Like, he, that's, I hear his voice telling me, like, dude, do what you need to do. Live your life. Don't be upset because of me. And that was always a big thing for me. And so I'm living, I have been making a conscious effort of living my life the way he would want me to live my life, which is to the fullest. Just be happy. Right. Be as happy as possible. That's how I feel as like much as you can. And, still want me to do. and when you're not happy, that's okay too. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so have you, 
I found myself with my own dorm. I do a lot of self-care nights where once a week um, I'll do my laundry. If I have laundry, I'll do my laundry. I will take a shower. Sometimes I'll touch up the color of my hair. My hair is currently red and black. Um, and I watch a movie because I found out that our library has a really good DVD collection. Yes, they do. Like, my sister's coming to visit tomorrow night and I brought, I got, um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show mm -hmm. on DVD. We're going to watch it. And our school does this really cool thing in the calf where you can get a whole pizza. So you can, like, order a pizza. So I'm ordering a pizza and we're going to have a movie night and we're going to have pizza and movie. And I'm really excited. Um, but a self-care thing that I've been doing, even if I'm doing homework during the movie, um, I have a movie night by myself once a week. And that's my self-care night. I do my laundry. I do my shower. I take a shower. I touch up my hair. Um, and I watch a movie. And the first night, I've been doing that for the last couple weeks. The first movie was the first My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Because oh, that is an amazing I hadn't movie. seen it in a long time. And then the second one was um, The Skeleton Twins um, with Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. Because Bill Hader is a god. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I have been a fan of him since he was on SNL. Because he did Stefan. Did you ever watch SNL? Oh, you gotta watch it. He did this character called Stefan where he would talk about um, clubs in New York. And like he did it with Seth Meyers. And Seth Meyers would be like, now Stefan... Where's a good place for tours to go in the fall? And he'd be like, New York's hottest club is Jelly Bowl. And it was like the weirdest shit ever. And I just thought it was funny. And I love Bill Hader. And um, he's in the new It movie. Like, the internet, I found, has found like a new love for Bill Hader. Because he's in It. And everybody's just like, oh my god, I love Bill Hader. And I'm like, I've been loving him since the beginning. I'm an OG. You leave. Like, <laughs> um, but that was the second movie I watched, Skeleton Twins. Because I just wanted to see something he was in. And then that was last week. And then last night was my big fat Greek wedding too. <laughs> it was the sequel. I love it. And I thought it was really, I had never seen it. So I was like, I'm just going to watch it. And it was really cute. <laughs> I've had a day like that where I just stayed in my room. Yeah. I think it was a Friday because I have no classes on Friday. Yeah. I watched um, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, that's good. That's an amazing movie. Yeah. I think my next... I'm trying to think of what I want my next movie night to be. Um, well, being that I'm going home right after this, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm home. trying to think of what I want my next movie night to be. I want Hopefully my to... sister goes into labor. If so Bill Haber was in, if Bill Hader's in it, that would be a plus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So men mental health is interesting. It's very, it's a, it's, and so many people don't want to talk about it. Like, that's why I wanted to do a podcast where we just talk about mental health and we're just honest. Hey, we're mildly unstable. <laughs> mildly unstable. <laughs> Why? <Well, hey. laughs> um, yeah, but um, because there's such a stigma around it, and it's been getting better over the last few years. But I realized like a lot of people are kind of like, oh, we don't talk about mental health. Yeah. Like we don't talk about that. We don't talk about mental illness. And I'm it's actually like, doing a research paper like, on depression in adolescence. Is it for gonna one? No, that one's bipolar disorder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have the same intro to psych class. Um, 8 a.m. <laughs> Tuesdays morning, and Thursdays. <laughs> oh, my God. He's such an interesting human being. I've hey. spent, there have been days I've spent, like, hours in his office. Just I still have yet to go to his office. Just he's in. super chill. If you do, he's going to make you eat a bunch of mints. Like, that's what he did to me. I don't know why. He gave me gum. It was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a cool dude, though. Um, yeah, but... um. 
I'm writing, we have to do a review paper where we like review a bunch of articles and we talk about um, a topic. And mine is um, music therapy and the benefits of it because I'm a musician. I did a a marching band all four years of high school. And I was talking about how music is beneficial to mental health and overall well-being. But in my comp and rec class, composition and rhetoric, we have to write a research paper. And I'm doing mine on the effects of bullying in adolescence, of bullying in children and teens yeah i changed my topic for that class at first i was doing same-sex marriages oh okay and i couldn't find shit on it so <laughs> i was like you know what yeah Fuck this i'm just gonna yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah but uh i was doing a paper i'm doing a paper about that and it's it's interesting to see apparently music therapy is really good which is not surprising because when I'm stressed, I listen to music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know somebody who is a music therapist. Her name's Julia. She actually taught me saxophone, which is pretty cool. Or like she was like my saxophone teacher. She taught me guitar too, which I don't. I miss playing instruments. I used to play guitar. I'm trash at it now because I don't remember it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I was surprised. I like didn't like it that much. Um, I liked saxophone a lot though. So she was my saxophone teacher. Also one of my mom's students, which is really funny because um, my mom used to be a professor. Um yeah but um we're friends on facebook (laughs) and i told her i was like hey i'm doing a report on um the effects of music therapy and she messaged me back she was like i have articles and she sent me like four links and i was like you're the coolest (laughs) like i found my articles because of her (laughs) she sent me a website that had like a bunch of articles and um that's how i found my website what is that dance you're doing what are you doing is that the i'm reading a text dance well we're almost done we have another about 10 minutes left um yeah but um we got off topic (laughs) social media um mental health um a lot of people talk about it more on social media than i think they used to Mm -hmm. like today is um october 10th yeah and it was world mental health day um and i saw a lot of people i think it was today or yesterday i don't know there were people posting about it it might have been today or yesterday um i don't remember um but i always thought it was really cool because it's a day to like talk about mental health yeah. and it's like that's really awesome and like there's a month that's like mental health awareness month or something like that i think it's this month is it this month it's this month and um september suicide prevention month mm-hmm. and stuff like that um so yeah like i feel like the stigma around mental health is definitely getting i'm better. glad people are taking it seriously it's improving because i definitely think people i think like deaths of like stars like robin williams um philip seymour hoffman um uh i think um chester bennington that was that was one that hit me hard because i always liked lincoln park um i think it's it brought up a conversation i think it definitely especially when robin williams died because he was like the funniest human being alive he was hilarious and um the fact that he was depressed like i think a lot of people were like maybe we need to talk about this more because if this guy who was making everybody else laugh and was the funniest human ever was so depressed that he ended his life then this is a conversation that we need to have and i think it opened a lot of eyes especially when he died because it really kind of awoke a oh shit like, also, this is a, a thing. Um, Kate Spade. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that her dad. Me. Her dad even said she was. He was like, "Oh, I texted her the night before, and uh, she was like getting ready for a thing." And he said, "Like, 
oh, you've had a lot of success. And he said, then I didn't get a text back. And the next day she was, she was dead. And it's, it's crazy. Um, it's so sad because it's, it almost makes me wish that the conversation started other ways because I feel like the conversation did start a lot after Robin Williams died. And I wish that, you know, there was more openness about it before that because maybe he would have talked about it. Maybe he would have felt comfortable talking about it. You never know. Um, maybe he would have felt like it was a conversation he could have. You know what I mean? That might have changed the outcome. Um, which sucks. But, uh, it shows itself in social media a lot because, you know, you see people posting stuff like, like I'm following a page on Facebook. Um, it's like a mental health support page and it just posts like positive stuff. Trevor's out of the studio again. <laughs> Trevor's going somewhere. What is he doing? Um, Trevor's <laughs> just walking all around during his radio show. That's funny because I had a song yesterday. Um, when I have, I have a radio show on Wednesday mornings, like I said, um, where I played Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin because it's like nine minutes long and I really had to pee. So I, <laughs> I played it and I was like, all right, we'll be right back. And I was like, I'm going to go pee. So I played that. Um, yeah, but um, totally got off track. <laughs> um, it's crazy how mental health can show itself in social media because I'm following a support page and they post like positive stuff like... Um, there was this one that recently said your anxiety is lying to you you're loved you are enough like you're not worthless you have purpose and stuff like that and just seeing little stuff like that especially on a bad day is nice and it's very helpful and it's nice that a lot of people on social media talk about mental health because it's a thing that people experience like mental illness is no joke and it's a thing that people go through you know what I mean? I so mean. when they talk about it on social media, I think that's good because it starts a conversation. You know? Yeah. Do you ever talk about, about social health, mental health on social media? Or is it like, do you, can you not talk about it on, on social media? Um, like I've posted I on Instagram a couple times like, well, today is shit, but it's fine and stuff like that. When I'm insanely angry. Mm-hmm. And I know I can't talk about it to my family. Is it Snapchat? It's Snapchat. I've seen, yeah, I've seen a couple of your Snapchat stories I when you're upset. Angry. I mean, I mean, everybody gets angry. When I'm like sad or anything like that, I kind of mm -hmm. just keep it to myself. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I know a lot of people who are like, I don't want to talk to other people when I'm sad. And it's like, well, you know. Just like I'm a whole different person. Like the person I am now. I'm sitting here now. Mm -hmm. This is the night I'm usually. Yeah. I am usually. But yeah. it's like, other than that. Other than that. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. I know a lot of people who don't want to talk about it when they're sad. Like they want to wait until they're feeling better and then talk about how they were feeling when they were sad. Because I hate when I'm about in like on verge of tears and someone says, are you okay? That just makes me cry. That just starts to it that happens me to me all the time where like i'll be really upset and somebody like i'll be grieving or something and somebody be like are you okay and then i'll just start crying i'll be like no i'm not me like something right. like that um yeah but we're running out of time here pretty much um it's 55 wow we talked for almost an hour that was a lot easier than i thought it would be <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so 
thank you for listening to Mildly Unstable. This is our first episode. And there, I know. Will, there will definitely be more of these. Definitely. I don't know if we'll do it every week. Maybe other every other every week. Every other week. Every other week. That would be cool. We're on a radio show called Get Psyched. Yeah. Or we were on Monday and they do that every other week. And I that gave me the idea of like, I'm gonna do a podcast. I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I thought this was cool. Trevor B. Powers, man. I can hear him. <laughs> I think the <laughs> mic's picking him up, too. I think in the background, you just hear him like, yeah, rock and roll. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, but we're going to sign off. And um, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to Mildly Unstable. And we will be back we soon. We are out of here. We are out.